Welcome to Fast Facts. I'm Jody. I'm Shelly. We're a new media concept, a co-working space in the design district called The Slate. The most amazing people have walked through these doors. Authors. Entrepreneurs. Community leaders. Dallas natives. And guests from near and far. We're going to bring them in this room and we're going to sit them down and we're going to ask them the questions you are asking too. These will be quick so you can listen on your drive in or your drive home. We are completely off the cuff, but that is the best part about Fast Facts. And the only person you can really be off the cuff with might just be your sister. Truth. Let's see who's slating it. Okay. You know, sometimes you keep hearing people's names in the community and Lindsay Wilson's one of those where it's like people be like, Lindsay Wilson, Lindsay Wilson. And I'm like, okay, I've got to meet this person. And then finally we did. And then I know she's emanating rays of just excellence. Because you're a baller. So Lindsay basically runs all of design for Corgan. And I'm just going to leave it at that. I know you probably have a specific title. But basically, you go into spaces, you figure out how to make them the best they can be, and then reorganize them, I'm sure, during these fabulous COVID times. Yes. Yes. All of that. All of that and more. So what does this look like? What are the phone calls that are coming in right now? People trying to figure out, okay, you designed my office or you're about to design my office or we were about to start the design on the office. Now what? Right. So the questions have run the gamut. What's really interesting is how they've changed over the past six weeks. You know, everybody went to shelter in place. And so most of those conversations were, hey, what do you guys think? What are you seeing? What information should we be reading? And now it's really shifted to, okay, what do we do? We want to bring people back. What should we do? How should we react? How should we look at our space? And to your point, Shelly, people in all places in the cycle of thinking about doing something in the middle of it are just finished. So... The answer is there is no single answer. Uh-huh. Isn't Everyone that has the their own answer? puzzle piece. Everyone has their own puzzle piece. And it depends a lot about what they're dealing with and what are they trying to accomplish. So are they trying to get just a core group of people yeah. back? Yes. Um, so I would say the number one thing we've been saying is let's take this one step at a time. We're not going to do fruit basket turnover. We're not going to totally redesign your space. Let's take a look at what we're dealing with and what your short-term goals are. And for most people, that's boiled down to how do we make some percentage of our employees feel confident Confident. about coming back into Mm -hmm. the workplace, the ones that want to or need to. Mm -hmm. So, Lindsay, are you actually a behavioralist? I wish I was. You sound like one to me. No, so so the two jobs, if I could just start all over again, I would be a futurist. Is that ah! the best? Yeah. Yes. That's a job. Yeah. But you're doing it. Keep, and yeah. or a behaviorist. I, I'm an amateur at both. You have to understand what makes people happy. Of course you do. And what makes them their most efficient in the workplace? Well, and where I get on my big old soapbox, I wrote a thing to my team last week. I was like, climbing up on the soapbox, get ready. <laughs> is I think culture is being left out of this discussion. It's like, let's put caution tape on stuff. Yes. And scare the crap out of everybody of like, virus here, no. No, you have a culture, and during this time, you either built trust with your employees based on how you communicated or mm-hmm. were transparent, or you diminished trust. So first, mm-hmm. let's take a... Let's look at your space, but let's also look at the status of the culture and how you're going to communicate. Because, I mean, you guys are business owners. There's only so much you can do. You can keep this place, 
spotless. Right, right. You can keep people socially distant. But the other half of it is how are you going to communicate about what you're doing? How can you make it transparent? How can you make people feel comfortable saying, hey, you know what, Jody, I'm, d- I'm just not comfortable coming back back in here yet. And is that mm-hmm. okay in your organization? Mm-hmm. That's so interesting. So fascinating. So I just came back from, and I think I can say this part, I came back from working with Toyota in San Antonio last week. And the number one thing that they said, you just you just hit it on. They're like, this is so hard because our people have to see they physically if they don't see each other, then they cannot actually even do their jobs. But how do we Mm -hmm. separate them while making them feel together? And, you know, it's like plexiglass here and there. I mean, because they have, you know, thousands of people. Yes. And and so they they they're inventing, reinventing. They are 3D printing. Then they're fixing it. Then people are saying, you know, this didn't work. And they're, I mean, it's, it's not let's fix it and move on. Let's fix it, refix it, tweak it, tweak it, tweak it, tweak it. Because they're trying to keep the culture. Yep. That's so interesting to and me. They do, and they will do that well because they value, I mean, respect for people, people is, everything. is their mantra. And so they will invest the time, energy, and effort in exactly what you saw there to, to do what they need to do and keep that connection because they've seen the value of it for ever this is a little random but we were just talking with this wonderful executive at walmart and they had just reorganized their offices to have like a far more open concept and now they're coming back they've got to they've got to rearrange it now they just changed it up but she said something interesting to me she said the zoom call has everyone has the same size square she thinks it's going to change the way people look at who gets how big of an office and why she's like on our zoom calls my whole team Every member has the same size square. Do you think there's anything about the virtual space we've been in that's going to change the way people use their offices physically? I hope it does. We saw an interesting thing really early on. When we kick off a project, we do what we call a visioning session. And so we usually have, there's usually the most senior leaders in the organization and also maybe some more middle management. It's usually a mixed bag. We, before, always did in person we insisted that it be in person because we felt it was important to see those reactions well the first one that we flipped over to virtual we were like let's not reschedule this we can do this we put some new virtual tools virtual vision virtual visionary (laughs) democratization of the process now ceo same square yeah as head of hr as Mm -hmm. head of operations and they couldn't see the body language when the I'm CEO telling you, the body language thing is killing me. And the covering me. of the mask, like talking to people but not being able to see that their mouth is quivering. That's a whole nother, yeah. That is the killing, communi- Personally, it's killing me. It's killing me. That's why we're happy that there's more than 12 feet in this, this podcast right. booth so we can actually have you in here at a socially safe distance because it makes our podcast so, I can read you. But mm-hmm. in the visioning session, our, our head of workplace strategy, Emily Strange, she was like, I may or may not go back. She was like, that was really, really fascinating when everybody was on an equal playing field. But the flip side is we missed out on the cues of when when did somebody cross their arms mm-hmm. when an idea came up that they maybe weren't as comfortable with. Mm-hmm. Um, no. Yeah, but then at the same time, because you're missing out on those cues, everyone else did not have to react and shake their heads at the big boss or shake their heads at the HR person. You're actually getting what they might truly think instead of having everybody to feed that energy. Oh yeah. Great. Great idea. When really you hate the idea. What I hope 
is that can we take the three seconds before we schedule a meeting in future world to say, what's the best format for this meeting? Instead of the automatic, let's all get together in a conference yeah, room yeah. for one hour. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Maybe it should be a virtual meeting. Should we use this tool? We all really like Teams before we schedule it. Is that, that may be yeah. in the ether when this is all over, but. Um, so our ahead. paths cross over with some of these brokers, et cetera, that, that we both get to work with. And um, I've read so much random research, but one that stuck out to me that I thought was fascinating was that, I believe it was the millennials. They were, I was reading, and of course, research can say anything, but, but, but the millennials value an office. Everything's gone to this open concept, but that millennials, I think it was the millennials, the older ones, that really value an office. They see it as a status symbol, and they see it that way because they watch their parents lose so much in, in, in a crisis. Hmm. Um, kind of like our- 2008? Yeah. Like mm -hmm. our kids are going to watch us hurt during this crisis, so how will this affect how they see workspace in the future? Do you think that having an office is going to become like a status symbol in some way? That's interesting. I don't know how I feel about that yet. What we are hearing from millennials now, they are some of the one millennials and Gen Z, the younger group. I mean, they are craving the connection mm -hmm. and the community of the office. So the tension between what you just asked, you know, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. if if all things are equal, if I can't give you an office, do you still want to spend some of your time in this place where you can be mentored, where you can connect, where there's community, um, even if I can't give you your own private space? Because, I mean, while we may see a dip in the price of real estate in, in Dallas-Fort Worth, I don't think that will be something Huge. that extends for right. a long time. Do you mm -hmm. think the status is just the safety of it? I think the millennials before COVID, it was just like, you know what, my, my dad, he lost everything. And if I can just have stability and they think stability is the office, like, okay, I've got an office I'm going into an office. I have my own office. I'm stable. Yeah, I'm not going to lose everything. There used to be everything. a lot of prestige with a corner office. Right. I think flexibility might be the new corner office. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So if you are, are in a point in the organization where I can say, you know what, Shelly, I totally trust you. You... You do what you need to do. I know you're going to get your work done, whether you're here, whether you're at home, whether you're at the slate. Right. Don't right. care. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Can you take, I kind of want to have a visionary session. <laughs> Shelly, I mean, can you give us some nuts and bolts of what your visionary sessions look like? Sure. So w one of our most favorite activities, because no one's ever been quiet in this activity ever, <laughs> ever, yeah. is called uh, Trash and Treasure. So hmm. there's four boxes trash, treasure, fear, wish list. Oh. So do you have it or you don't have it? You want it or you don't want it. And that creates your grid. So nice. whether it's your home, whether it's a meeting, oh. whether it's your office, it's easy to say, yeah. what do you wish you had? What do you wish you never, what's trash? If we take that <laughs> to this new facility, you're going to be so mad right. at me and the Corgan team. And then uh, what are you worried about? Which we usually hear, you know, people are worried about the location. People are worried about losing privacy. People are worried about designers coming in and doing something that doesn't fit the brand. Um, and then the wish list is easy. 
Interesting. I, I love that. That one's yeah. fun. And everybody gets their own post. Well, in the virtual post-its or real world. Sure, sure, sure. In the real world, real post-its. In the virtual world, there's an awesome uh, piece of software called Mural, which just gives you virtual post-its. Ooh. And, and it's so fun. What Everybody does it at the same time. It's live. So all the little post-its are moving and being populated on the screen. So wait, hold up. Very can you rewarding. do that in a Zoom call? You can, can you incorporate that software? Yes. Ooh, let's do this for a hot second. What other little tools have helped you communicate to your clients? Because I had not heard of that one. So that one has been really helpful. What other tools? Well, I'll tell you one thing we really adapted. So we thankfully have continued to pitch new business during this time. And it only took a couple calls before you realize, one, we have to adapt the presentation, which Shelly, of course, already knew that. It took us a couple to get to that. And then the format. So if it's in Zoom, the squares are all on the right. So mm-hmm. you need to justify all your content over or else everybody's cameras are going to be laying on top of the content. So we definitely learned to what format does the client want to use and then what are the layout issues with that just to make it um, – work as well as possible webinars we had never done a webinar at Corgan it just yeah why would I mean it seemed like a salesy Mm -hmm. thing now it's a necessity now it's a necessity so we kept getting all these calls you know what does this mean what's post-covid workplace what's post-covid elementary school what's post-covid airport so we've done a couple already of what's the impact with experts from multiple different sectors in our firm all kind of talking together on a panel and made that a webinar okay so getting a sweep uh, of every industry oh yeah no so let's let's hit that for a hot second i know you don't have all the i mean nobody has all the answers yet if you did you would be the future she's a futurist but when it does come to elementary schools and i know you know people are already trying to make tough decisions about the fall and What's it look like when we open in the fall? Are we opening in the fall? All this good stuff or bad stuff? I mean, is there anything that you can weigh in on now, even though that's three months from now? I really don't know that they know. And now our, and there, I have tons of colleagues that know way more about education, design, and architecture than I do. I do know they feel that a lot of the trends where newer K-12 through schools were going with more flex spaces, with more multi-purpose spaces, Mm -hmm. with more adaptable classrooms, with outdoor learning opportunities, the school districts that were investing in some of those trends are better positioned than kind of older schools, which was just series of same size classroom, right, same size right. classroom, same size mm-hmm. without as much ability to flex or change their space. So, what is the thing that has most surprised you that we may not know to even ask you right now? That a call you were on, something someone said that is the head of the airport and whatever town. What was the thing that you went home? You said, "You're never going to believe this, honey." Blank. The airport part is fascinating to me because it's not my expertise but I'm surrounded by architects and designers that are experts in it you know the flow of people and and then you hear a great idea so our our team was talking about the potential to do more of a a on-demand Disney style if you will so you would get it it would tell you what time to show up for security that your family for your flight has this time to go through security. Well, then I was in a conversation where they were saying, well, but all of our concessionaires depend on people spending X amount of time. So the layers of things, and that's where they get their revenue. And there's agreements between the 
airport and concessionaires and airlines and TSA and the complexity of that web um, is super interesting to me because I don't know as much about it. Um, on the workplace side, the shift in the conversation from keeping people safe, Jody will appreciate this, as yes. the lawyers descended. <laughs> <laughs> they always do. She's making an ominous hand <laughs> signal towards the microphone. Yes. The lawyers come in and they naysay. <laughs> A little they, sinister. No, no, you can't actually do that. Right. So, well, liability. So we shifted from this, everybody shifted from this keeping people safe to making people feel confident and comfortable. Because yes, I like we that. can't keep people. Right. That's not a guarantee safe. anyone can make. Yeah. We can try. And so I really liked the shift in the conversation too. Because then you start to fold in the stuff I'm passionate about, about communication, about signage, about how much you have to communicate. Signage. What channels do you use? How do you put information out there where people can receive it when they're ready to? I think in change management, pre-COVID, post-COVID, whatever, we think as leaders, I'm going to say this and I'm going to say it so clearly and everybody's going to get it, but people only hear what they're in the position to hear. So if you communicate the cleaning schedule once, yeah, they also gonna, think that they say it once and clearly it's yeah, good. Once is not, not enough. It. People are going to want to know the cleaning procedures for your organization once a week. That's right. For the next six months. That's right. What's change management? You just said that. So change management is the whole planning and communication strategy around implementing a change. Okay. And it doesn't okay. just have to be a work. It's commonly used in workplace, but it's in Toyota uses it when they implement a new process in a factory. Right. So. And that they sent out a video every single week that was highly produced. And then I went and produced videos to show other factories when they open up. This is what it's going to be like. And this is what people are saying. I mean, the over communication is crazy. I always tell Jody that the super viewer on channel eight, yeah, the I'm person who is this. obsessed with the news, like our mother, who's like, oh my gosh, I watch the news every night. No, she doesn't. She always says she does. She does she not. Might have, on average, a super viewer watched twice a week. And so when you're like on Monday saying, da 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 da, and we'll continue that conversation on Wednesday, then on Wednesday they finally tune in. Maybe they tune in Wednesday, Thursday. Well, they don't know what you said on Monday. So if a super viewer for TV was two times a week, what are we actually getting when we're all inundated with our inbox, mm -hmm. just left and right, just all this information? And everybody, there are like 15 WebExes probably in my inbox right now. Oh, right. So even how you differentiate, differentiate differentiate yourself there but yeah the super viewer thing is yeah. fascinating yeah, i love it you know we it. went to a weekly video at corgan mm -hmm. and that's never a way we had communicated uh with our employees around the country either but it was like nobody's reading the email yes. <laughs> that's right yeah that's right okay let's fast fact right, you ready? we're going to give you some fast facts just quick answers yeah we're you're fun yeah because you're fun okay best gift you've ever received oh uh a little sculpture, skater bird, Brad Oldham's oh. little skater bird. You know, the aluminum, you see him around town. Oh, I do know what you're talking about. I have, a, I have a little one uh, that my team gave me when I got promoted. It's like my favorite. Oh, gifts are the team. Bravo, girl. Oh, my gosh, oh. your husband's in such trouble. But I will say your team is the best dressed team I've ever seen in my whole life. And they were all wearing leopard when I met them. Every Ooh. one of them. And, and they the give men. sculpture to their Jokes. leader. I was like, I leopard love shoes, leopard belts, Ooh. leopard hats. They were in design. Mm. Okay, tribal. Uh, what's your favorite day of the week? So that's changed. Mm, I know. Because you can't tell what day in it the is. work from home. So my favorite day of the week has always been Saturday. 
I've always been a good separator of work and home. And so, I mean, Saturday's just always been, I don't work, we're family, fun kind of stuff. But now in work from home, that separation of work Oh, we're going to tease that out. That's how up. we're closing mm-hmm. this out. We got to tease that out. So Saturday. The collapse of work, home, all of it. Plus, for your expertise, very interesting. Want your thoughts. I'm a weekend girl. But first, tell me, what's the last song you downloaded? What's the last song I downloaded? I'm sure it was the Avett Brothers something. Oh, I love that. <laughs> Obsessed. Would you want to live forever? No. Futurist? Okay. <laughs> no, you know, me either. I'm scared of what's coming 200 years from now. Oh, when anybody talks about, like, preppers or apocalypse, I'm like, no, I'm good. Take me out in the first yeah, wave. Yeah, take me out in the first <laughs> round. I don't want to know what's happening next. Cake or pie? Cake. Ah, that was easy. Chocolate or vanilla? Vanilla. Mm-hmm. Have you ever written an email in all caps? No. <laughs> she said it Why? with an all caps. Why definitive. are you yelling? Why at are me? you? Yes. And would you go to a movie alone? Yes. Okay. Okay. So you're an extrovert that charges alone. Yes. Yes. See, this is why we're the same. I'm like a fifty I actually just want to be as cool as you. On most of those <laughs> mm-hmm. tests. Which Shelly just learned about the Myers-Briggs. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I'd heard of it. I just didn't know what that, that lingo you gave earlier of the LCPA, whatever that was. ENFJ. Yeah, yeah ENFJ. I don't remember my letters. I don't know that. Okay, you're amazing, and thank you for coming in the slate. We love your expertise, and you're just a mom who's killing it on all fronts. It's quite impressive to watch. Well, and I do feel like you're on the forefront of where the change is really happening. If you mm-hmm. do change management, there's never been so much change. Agree with that. And thank you guys. This is so fun. It is fun. Leaving the house is fun. You're yeah. welcome for the shower and the 30 minute reprieve you got from your you family. You look super glamorous. Yes. Too. Okay. Slate it. it.